What is up today, today crew? I hope y'all are having a phenomenal, phenomenal day. My name is Colton Chow. I'm the founder and CEO of the Today's Today movement, here to help you crush your goals more consistently by crushing them on a daily basis. If you like the sound of that, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you leave a five-star rate and review and you share it with a friend. Um, today, we have got Stephen Sommers with us. So Stephen, why don't you go on and introduce yourself and tell us who you are, what you do, and a little bit about your background. Sure. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. I, I love coming on doing these podcasts and talking about the journey and answering questions and all of that good stuff. So as you said, yes, my name is Stephen Summers. I live in Ireland and I run a company along with my business partner, Robert Ricky, called Marketplace Superheroes. And we teach people all over the world how to start their own business selling their own branded products on Amazon. Uh, we also run a couple of other companies then, Superhero Freight, which is a freight company where we do all the shipping from China to the U.S., China to the UK and China to Australia for all of our sellers. And we also do their accounting and a lot of services as well, like translations and writing listings and all of that. So Marketplace Superheroes now, it's an eight-figure business. Um, it's a services and coaching uh, company. And so how I started was nine years ago. I had no idea about business, what business I wanted to be in or anything like that. And so like cutting a really long story short, I basically got involved in selling on Amazon because I got to the point where I realized, you know, physical products are something I can get involved in or something that I don't have to be an expert in anything. I can get a business up and running and learn some business. So I did that along with the help of Robert initially. He basically gave me the opportunity to work with him uh, for free and learn everything I could in the warehouse that he had at the time where he had about eight staff, two warehouses. And he was really stressed out working really long every day and just lots of people running around the warehouse all day and lots of good stuff happening. But a lot of the products he was selling at the time were kind of older and he needed a whole new product line. So he taught me initially and together we came up with these new processes of finding products on Amazon and selling them globally. So we built up a really successful company doing that over a couple of years, uh, three, two, three years, I don't know, actually like three or four years. And then for the last, you know, four, nearly five years now, we decided, you know, uh, one day I was looking at it, I, was, I, see, I saw a lot of people teaching Amazon, but they weren't teaching it in the way that we did it. And they were teaching it in a way that we didn't really jive with. So we decided to create our own company, teaching people how we've done it and did it. And yeah, it's become a really successful business. We've won now five two comic club awards for click funnels uh you know we're pretty much i think got the the x award with them for doing over 10 million uh at this point in time and you know here i am speaking to you hopefully going to share a lot of good stuff about getting started with a with an education or services business and sharing as much as i can yeah, dude, that is so awesome. And thank you so much for sharing a little bit. Um, it's always really cool to kind of hear people's stories and hear people's journeys on where they were before and how they got started and, and then the yeah. success that they've now reached. Like you said, going on nine years uh, in the entrepreneurial world, that's awesome. You know, hitting that two comma club within the ClickFunnels. Uh, for those of you who do not know ClickFunnels, um, that is a huge, huge, huge accomplishment uh, for him to do that twice, from my understanding. Five um, times now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
So that, that's just absolutely phenomenal. So going back nine years really quickly, what was that shift to go from, okay, I'm working in the kind of probably the traditional sense to I want to yeah. start my own business or I want to work for myself and I want to start the entrepreneurial journey. Like what was that shift yeah. there? Sure. Well, there's, there's a few, you know, but the, the main shift that I made a long time ago, and it took time to get here, but it's a simple idea. I talk about it a lot. It's very important, which is, you know, I realized my whole life, uh, like a lot of people listening, I was consuming all the time, right? So I had a job. So I, I consumed and then I bought stuff like, you know, clothes, food, whatever. But I, I always was in a position where I wanted to make more money. I didn't know how to make more money. And so what I did was I started thinking straight away, well, what expenses can I slash to free up more money to then go make more money, which makes absolutely no sense. But that's how, <laughs> you know, we've been taught to live our lives, right? Because we've all been taught by people who don't know how to make money, really. Yeah. And I, I asked this question to people recently that I work with, and I was like, who here actually knows how money is made? And so many people said, I actually don't know how money is made. And I was no different. Like I didn't know end to end how businesses work, even though they're very simple. I didn't understand because no one had shown me before. So that was the first thing was going from consuming all the time to going on the offensive and figuring out how can I become a producer more? How can I create things that will make money consistently every single month? How can I create businesses? How can I create assets, buy assets, you know, produce assets? All of those things were questions that I asked and it all came from stuff like, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I, a lot of people would have read by Robert Kiyosaki, yep, The Millionaire Fast Lane by MJ DeMarco, another great book. And all these books had these really cool, simple mindsets in there. And that was the first big question. So for anybody listening today, the reason you're, you're if you're not where you want to be in business and, and certainly financially, it's probably just down to the fact that you haven't figured out a way yet to consistently produce. And so I was no different. So, so the first step for me then was, like a lot of people, I started going out and trying to find education and courses and all of that. And there's so many courses out there now that there weren't out there when I was starting. Uh, but at the end of the day, you know, no matter how many, how many courses you take, I was somebody at the time who didn't implement anything. I just bought lots of courses and I listened to really positive material every day. Like, uh, you know, really good stuff from Jack Canfield, Tony Robbins, Jim Rohn. Yeah. Great stuff, right? I'm sure you listen to it too, Colton. But yeah, at the oh, end absolutely. of the day... Yeah, but then at the end of the day, then, if all you do is listen to positive material all day, but you don't make any changes in your life, you don't change how you approach life, you don't learn the end-to-end -end processes of how money is made, you'll kind of end up like I was, just sort of listening to this stuff every day, but not really knowing how to go anywhere, and just buying more courses and trying to find the next thing. So, so where my life changed at that point then, the, the big shift, second shift was, Stopping believing in myself, which again, I know is contrary to popular opinion, right? Which you should believe in yourself. But I realized I don't know anything. So how can I believe in myself when I don't really know anything? And so I found Robert initially, my, my still business partner to this day, he was the one that had already been in business and was able to start teaching me, look, this is how business works. This is, this is how it operates. And when you know how it operates, yeah, it's, it's not easy, but it's simple. And you can yeah. start to get going that way. So there were some of the big shifts early on, you know, that's, that's really awesome. Um, and you kind of started alluding to it as well. So the next question that I was going to ask, because in most entrepreneurial journeys, right? Like, um, you start out, 
and you make the shift of, okay, I want to be a business owner. I want to make more money. I want to have more time freedom or whatever it may be. Yeah. And then there's typically another shift to, to going all in, right? Going from dabbling yeah. to full commitment, going from hobby to treating it like a business. And you kind of alluded yeah. to it a little bit about how you said you got to stop believing in yourself because you didn't know anything. Needed to go out there and really kind of develop that area. Was there anything else that added into going from the the hobby to treating it like a full business? Yeah, well, I kind of gave myself no choice, honestly. In that, I basically, uh, you know, I went and I I saw Robert's operation. I went up for a week uh, vacation from work, and I went up and saw, you know, this place. It was a cold warehouse. I often say, you know, there were rats running around and stuff, which there were. <laughs> Uh, only a couple, but at the same time, you know, I, I saw these real products being sold to real people, and that really gave me a lot of belief in this this idea that you know you could sell products uh, online, uh, which I'd never seen before. You know, I'd never been, I'd never seen a small company like that operating either in my in my life, and and nobody in, in when I was growing up was was entrepreneurial really. So this was all very new to me, yeah. Uh, and so yeah, like I mean, I, I really I suppose what else happened was. I, I went back to work and said, can I take you know a year off or something like that? Because I was working in a government job. And okay. I said, no, no, you, you know, you can't. So I was like, okay, well then I'm going to have to quit then. Yeah. The <laughs> I was like, okay, well, bye. <laughs> yeah. And the only reason I asked that in the first place was because my parents at the time, you know, I was only still 23 or whatever. They were still very concerned. They didn't really understand what I was getting involved in. And they were yeah. just like, you know, I'm going to blow up and end up on the streets or something, <laughs> which a lot of people believe. <laughs> And so, yeah, I just went up. I lived in my aunt's spare room and went to work every day in the warehouse. You know, it was funny because a lot of people, they assume it's the laptop lifestyle, you know, kind of thing. And I remember thinking to myself, what this, like I was wearing overalls and, and boots and it was freezing cold, lifting boxes all day. I was like, this is not the laptop lifestyle at all. This is the, <laughs> the opposite. This is the warehouse lifestyle. This is not good. But equally, I learned a lot of good stuff then. And, and you know, nowadays in the stuff that we teach, like with marketplace superheroes and everything, you know, people don't have to have warehouses. We have warehouses now for the services we offer, but you don't have to have those things. So like a lot of big lessons learned there, but essentially for me, like you were talking about going all in, that was my kind of my, my going all in moment. I think now, you know, I'm a bit older. I have a, a kid now and stuff. And Congratulations. you know, if, if yeah, thank you, if I was in that same situation now, I probably wouldn't be able to go all in quite as easily because I've I've other responsibilities. But mm -hmm. if I knew what I know now, uh, even with that going on, I mean, there's so many things you can do. I think the problem is that another mindset people have is that we're so fixated on what we can't do and what and, and the negativity that is surrounding us every day in the world because of the media and the message that's put out there uh, all the time. We sort of get this belief system of well, these are all the things I can't do. This is why it's impossible. Whereas actually like business is really, really simple. The problem yes. that I think everybody has, Colton, is that no one's really, no one, everyone's trying to come up with a new way of doing things all the mm -hmm. time, right? Mm -hmm. Rather than what I think is the best thing you can do to start out is just go and find a, a process that you know works. And it doesn't matter if you make $500 a month every month or, or $10,000 every month. It doesn't matter. The point is you learn a pre planned, proven process for so many P's, yeah. uh, you know, the, which I didn't mean to have so many P's, but there you go. But you learn this, this process that just works. And then that gives you confidence. Now you see end to end, how to get a business operational. And from there you can start to innovate. You can start to do things in a different way. So, so yeah, that, that's how I took things on a bit further.
That's, that's awesome. And it, it is so crucial to find that process and then to follow that process and implementing that process. Because yes. like you said, there are a lot of people that try and come up with big, fancy, cool things on how to do it. Um, and they just go way above and beyond. But typically, it's the simplest process that creates the most results because it's duplicated. Yeah. Most processes nowadays uh, are not duplicatable. You can't do them again and again and again and again. Um, mm. And they don't produce that consistent results like you stated. So no, mm. it's, it's absolutely crucial for people to create that process. And that's one of the things like I do like with my clients is we find their processes to their success and then we make sure that they're duplicatable to be able to repeat them and double their business again and again and again that's great and that's yeah. uh, that's but i've even done that recently with the businesses we operate you know i've just i just even thought about what are the things we did you know three years ago that we, we don't do anymore yeah and I, I i figured out one of the things we used to do which some people teach as well and it's we just stopped doing it we used to do a, a weekly live webinar for paid advertising every week and yeah. we stopped doing it you know we got too good for it whatever and mm -hmm. it's like that's something we should absolutely be adding back in now. But equally, how did I learn how to do webinars? Well, I found somebody who already had a process that worked, and I just implemented that first. Then I, I got success, uh, small to begin with. Then I got much bigger success as time went on. And now at this point in time, I've learned the principles of how webinars work. Therefore, I can continue to produce successful webinars. But I think that's the thing. Like some, I think people start out with a blank sheet of paper, and they try and come up with, Oh, but what's the new way of doing a webinar? No, no one's ever seen before. Yeah. It's going to work. But that's such a long, drawn-out process. It's, you know, we all know the quote, right? Success leaves clues. It's so true. And I think it's easy for someone to look at me, like, say, with the businesses we operate, one of our businesses being an education business, and say, well, you would say that because you sell education. But at the end of the day, what I always tell people is, the only reason we sell education at Marketplace Superheroes is to enable us long term to be able to offer services and processes that you need when you're successful because if we if we gave our success our, our education away for free number yeah. one no one would do anything with it because it yep. didn't pay me amen money. to that amen yeah. to that <laughs> exactly and then number two like we wouldn't be able to fund all these great services that you just can't get anywhere else so anyway success leaves clues find a proven process yeah no absolutely absolutely um, so talk to us a little bit because your businesses have made eight figures. Um, y'all, mm -hmm. I want you, for those of you that are listening, I want you to go write out eight figures, like do all the zeros. <laughs> and I want you to see how many zeros that is. Um, but you talk about, um, the mental framework that helped you to be able to go do that in five years. Most businesses don't do eight figures in their lifetime and that's 50, 60, 70 years. So yeah. you were able to go from zero to eight figures in less than five years. Um, so talk a little bit about that mental framework. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the biggest thing when it comes to business now, and again, I think when we're talking about your audience specifically, I want to tailor this, we're talking about people who they have different types of businesses, could be yeah. online, could be offline. But ultimately, you're looking to control your own platform. Because obviously, our, our, uh, our Marketplace Superheroes clients, they leverage platforms like Amazon, stuff like that, right? Which is a, another great strategy, but it's just one strategy. I think a lot of people here today, maybe you're trying to create your own platform, a little bit like what we've done with Marketplace Superheroes. So with that said, you know, when you're creating a platform, 
That's the first mental framework you have to have. I'm building a platform. You gotta stop looking at your business like your, your you, like you, you gotta stop looking at yourself as the doer of the thing. Because here's the second mental framework. Moving on from a platform, you know, the doing of the thing is not where the value is created. This is a Dan Kendiism. It's not mine. No, the doing of the thing is not where value is created. Initially, where value is created is in the marketing of the thing. And then where the ultimate value is created is understanding you're a marketer full stop. So if you look at it, you, you know, any business you can apply this to it. If you were a, a personal trainer, the problem with most personal trainers is they say they're personal trainers, right? Whereas the first big shift you should make is, is to understand I'm the marketer of healthy lifestyles or I'm the marketer of this thing. I'm the marketer of this process. Yeah. And then to, then to take the next shift, which is I'm just a marketer. And then my audience, just in a, in a positive way, but then your audience then the platform you're creating, that's the next big thing. It's like, when you understand you're a marketer, you can see, well, like if I just, I used to see myself as we just teach Amazon, but that's only, that's only a portion of what we do. Like we then build our freight company on top of that. We build a coaching business on top of that because people, while well, their DIY courses are great, you know, at the end of the day, people want help and support from somebody who's already done it before. You know, you move on again, then it's like, well, what else? Well, people want alternative ways to grow their Amazon business. So that moves it on further. People want alternative ways to grow a business full stop because they want to stack on top of their Amazon education, other, other processes, other things that they understand. So that's something you got to have in place. So when you move it all on, what you kind of, what you realize is that this platform is what I'm building. And that's what ultimately is going to allow me to do one of two things, exit the business down the line actually three things, exit the business, liquidate the business, or keep the business as a money tree, as you will call it, and spawn off tons of other smaller, other uh, ancillary businesses on top of that. Whereas you see, that's the problem in the world we live in. Nobody sees that they're building a platform. Yeah. I didn't either when I started, but they're the ships that are going to help you understand, wow, like, so I can build a separate business that my, my current clients need like, let's say, for example, you're, you consult with doctors to help them grow their business. Let's just say, well, then you could build a software that helps doctors, you know, streamline their booking process. And that becomes something you could sell to all your doctor clients who are consulting clients. And that's yeah. something you can sell outside that. You see? Yeah, no, absolutely. It, it's one of those things that when I'm talking with my clients and one of the first steps that we take is their vision casting. I never ask for the immediate vision that they want to have. I talk with them the grand big picture. Like you just kind of talked about the tree analogy and being able to branch off and have new branches that feed into that main tree. That's what I want to know from them. Cause a lot of business owners, and I think you can attest to this as well. A lot of business owners, when they're either getting started or they're working on that, making that shift, it's making the shift of, okay, here's some immediate goals, but what yeah. are the long-term goals that I have? And that's usually where people miss out on because they get so focused on the immediate goals, which are phenomenal to have. Don't get me wrong, but it's when you sure. miss out on that long-term goal that you miss on the grandness of what those small-time goals can actually mean. Yeah. And also the other thing as well, Colton, is that like at the end of the day, you, if you're, you have to be careful, right? Because if your vision, you have this bigger vision. So let's say I looked at Marketplace Superheroes a few years ago and I'd be like, you know, well, we're going to be the number one education company teaching people how to build a business on Amazon. Uh, we're going to, that's what we're going to be. So if that was my vision, well, what the problem with that vision is 
it completely cuts away so many opportunities that are phenomenal opportunities that the services processes that our clients need that i i wouldn't have seen because i think if you start more and this is just my opinion by the way i yeah. just think like if you can look at yourself as i'm going to create the greatest platform for amazon sellers then it's like um, and for people who want to be amazon sellers well, then even now you could say, I'm going to create the best platform for, for people to come and learn online entrepreneurship. That for me, then I'm sure that's where you get your clients to. But for me, like that's just like, wow. So that's what I actually want to do. I actually yeah. want to teach as many people as I can how to liberate themselves through online entrepreneurship. And then all of a sudden, you know, Amazon is a wonderful vehicle to achieve that. But there's other, other ways for people yeah. to achieve the same outcome, you know? Yeah. No, no, absolutely. Um, a quote that I've heard is have your goals, but be flexible on your methods. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's it. And understand the business you're really into. You know? Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. That's definitely, definitely crucial. Mm -hmm. So, so when you're talking, cause I'm assuming you have a pretty big team, um, that helps you run these businesses, right? Yeah, team and partners as well. So that's the thing. Like I, I do not do all this on my own. That's for sure. And and by the way, I think it's funny, you know, because a lot of times there's these courses out there, like some great great programs out there. But equally, like there's a lot of these experts out there, and many times they teach like a million different things in a course. Mm -hmm. I always look at that and I'm like, it's interesting because I don't think any one person can stay on top of you know, 10 different things. So I think that's the thing for us. Like we really focus on is like, well, look, like I'm really good at certain parts of the business, but I bring in these other experts uh, in our companies to yeah. teach other parts that I'm not the expert in. So, so yeah, like there's that and we've partners and we've got people executing. So we've got about 20, 22 people on our team, um, awesome. including partners. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So when you're working with them, because this podcast really takes um, a spin when it comes to, to the entrepreneurial world and trying to help entrepreneurs crush their goals more consistently by crushing them on a daily basis. Yeah. So when you have a task or a goal or a plan that you delegate out to your team, um, what are some of the processes or systems that you work with them to making sure things get done on a schedule or on time or consistently? Yeah. Well, the first thing we did, and not everybody's going to be in this situation, but we, mm -hmm. we did it on our own for a long time, but then we actually got smart and we hired uh, well, she's actually my sister, but she's also, she came into the company a couple of years ago now to, to be the manager, the, the CMO basically of the business or COO. And she's been phenomenal because what she's been able to do is she's been able to, to really systematize everything that we do and make sure that each department understands how to do things. And she gives them the system and the processes for that. We use a tool called MeisterTask. Uh, is what we use to set tasks and reminders for each other on the team. And yeah. then we use Slack for everybody to communicate with one another on a more mass uh, basis. I personally, like, I, it's funny, you, you laugh, like, because I keep away from Slack personally because I think it's great for the team. But if I was in Slack all day, like, I just, all I hear is, like, it clicking all day and it would just drive me crazy. Uh, so <laughs> I kind of shut myself off a little bit to these things and we, we, yeah. we brought people in to enable that. But again, before Lisa came on board, you know, we, we would plan out what we needed to get done. We would break down the process as much as we could. And then we would, we would, 
you know, we would coach the person or team as to how to do that and then try to encourage them and empower them to, to get, to get that result. And honestly, I would say Lisa is a much better, much better than I am at this, which is why she heads it up on her team kind of feeds into what I said a minute ago that like, I'm pretty good at that stuff, but she's way better than I am. So I don't even get involved in that anymore. I just tell her, this is what we need to get done. And she goes and makes it happen. So she's like the enforcer now, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And that's so important too, to, you know, to play to your strengths within your business, especially as you grow a business that reaches more and more success and starts getting past that six figure world. Uh, it's extremely important to bring people on to help you get to the next level, uh, to put in those processes and systems and to, to run the day to day operations per se, but then just the delegation. Cause like you said, like we can't do everything. Like if you have 10 things to do, like you can't do them all. No, and things keep breaking too, man. You know, at the end of the day, like I, I think, I think if people have this, this thing of like, well, once you get systems, you know, everything is going to be just beautiful and everything's just going to run like nope. clockwork. And it doesn't, you know, I mean, yes, a lot of things run really well and like the, the vast majority of things run well. And if they didn't, the company wouldn't, wouldn't keep going. But like all the time, because you've got humans involved in, in this, you do have a system, but like people, you know, they take shortcuts, they change things and external things happen as well to change. But I've just learned with us, like as we've grown our business more and more, uh, successfully over the last few years things keep breaking like even right now like as we speak like we're going through a point in time where you know one per, one partner in the team they've got way too much on their plate there uh, you know there's a lot of stuff that they it's kind of like the book stops with them and so now we have to we have to look at it as a team and realize okay but well, what can we do to offset that now what can, what can we do to to make that better and so i don't want anybody to listen to me today thinking you know well everything's perfect in steven's life and it's just easy it's really not like things break all the time they keep on breaking and that's just pirate and parcel of like growing a, a successful entrepreneurial based business it's not a corporate business it's a small entrepreneurial based business you know yeah that's awesome. That's awesome. And, and that, that is definitely one of the things like no business is perfect. And I try and highlight that as much as possible, especially being a business coach. Like even my business has its ups and its downs and its struggles and things that, that I have to fix, right? Because things break on my end as well. Um, yes. But people think, and a lot of the time they think that everything's going to be fine and dandy and it's just you're going to hit a level of success and everything's going to be run perfectly. And it's not like that. Uh, it's definitely worth it and you're definitely way more capable of handling those issues once you reach a level of success but there's definitely still times when things break so oh yeah and you got to keep everybody on board too you know like I mean, yeah that's the thing you know the worst thing that can happen and it happens naturally from time to time you know each person on the team like the the partners and whatever people can kind of go off like i've done it before i've gone off on my own for a while kind of like i'm going down this path for a bit because that's what I want to do. And I want to move, I want to move in this direction uh, and do the things I like to do all the time. Again, you know, it's an easy thing to, to get wrong. And then of course, everybody else is kind of like, well, what are you doing? What's going on over there? You're not communicating anymore. And that's kind of the thing that sucks a little bit as, as you grow your business, you end up having to do a lot more meetings and talking. But if you don't do that, if you don't have a way to let people know what's going on, then people become demotivated too, because you're like doing things that they don't know about kind of gets back to them through whispers and it's 
it's a it's a it's a it's not a good thing. So you got to try and keep your communication lines as open as you possibly can. Yes. Which is which is I'll be honest. I'll just say it for what it is. It's boring, but it's important too. You know. Yeah, yeah. It, it's those little things. Um, you know, the entrepreneurial um, business and being an entrepreneur. There are certain things that we love to do, and they're super fun and they're super rewarding. But there's still those minute tasks that, like you said, can be boring or are boring, and we don't necessarily always want to do them, but those little things allow us to do the bigger, more fun, adventurous things, especially with yeah. business. Exactly, and the sooner you can get them systemized and off your plate, the better. Yes. Delegate, yeah. you gotta delegate. <laughs> oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. You really have to delegate, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, kind of switching gears a little bit. So y'all have a coaching business. How long have y'all been doing that coaching business? Yeah, so Marketplace, you know, the, the coaching part of the business we've been operating since 2014. Uh, uh, that started very much as a digital product and was a digital product for many years without any really real coaching. And we added in the coaching very in a much bigger way over the last year, year and a half, that kind of time. It's really been great. It's really revolutionized the, the business, helped us grow a lot more. Um, so yeah, it's, it was mostly a digital product business for a long time. And honestly, we just sold one thing for a long time, which is okay but we could have grown the business a lot more had we embraced selling more things and having more more things to sell sooner so that's certainly been a big a big lesson awesome awesome now are those high ticket items or low ticket yes it, it, again it's a big mixture because we're in one stage two of company growth now we're moving from you know one to ten million a year uh, therefore it's changed, you know, it used to be very much just a thousand dollar programs, the main yeah. part of the business. Uh, and we split it up for people in payment plans, etc. cetera. Uh, whereas time has gone on then, you know, we've added in back end coaching programs of $5,000, some done for you stuff for, for more than that. Uh, and yeah. we've added in then low ticket stuff too. Like that's the thing, you know, uh, low ticket products get such a bad rap, right? But, but it's because this internet marketing world that, that we all kind of live in some people live in i i kind of live in it's like you know people talk about a a tripwire and it's like what what a bad phrase right a tripwire i mean it yeah. just sounds like you're like conning somebody into something whereas yeah. a much a much better way to look at it is something i learned from jay abraham which was look at it as it's the first paid in paid relationship started the buying relationship so you're yeah. starting the buying relationship at a level now it's hard to start your company like that because you need a product has enough profit in it to be able to grow your business and yeah. pay for a team and all that. But when you get to this stage of company growth, like what we're in, we're in this situation where we're consistently creating more buying relationships all the time so that we can, uh, you know, we can ascend people up through our different offers and our processes that they want to ascend to uh, more readily. And it really works phenomenally well. Well, if I had started my business that way, it would take a long time before you're making money because you're selling something for seven or ten dollars. It's yeah. it's tricky, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it definitely is. And so that's one of those things. So like when I started out my coaching program, um, I used to have like two options for it. One of them was like a thirteen dollar a month program, and then one was like a twenty five hundred dollar program. And yeah. when I first started out, like it was way easier for me to sell the twenty five hundred dollar program than it was the thirteen, which I was just like mind-boggling I was like what on earth is this like yes, yes 
the $2,500 has way more value, absolutely, than the $13, but $13 has like thousands of dollars of value if you take advantage of it. So for me, it was just like, oh my gosh. Now I still have a variation of that same program going with a little bit higher price range. Um, but yeah, no, that, that was super crazy. So what were some of the struggles that y'all had when launching that coaching program and, and bringing customers on? Yeah, well, the coaching program is probably a bad, well, I suppose in paid advertising, it's a good example. It's a bad example for our paid clients that were in our, our DIY because it just went unbelievably well straight away because we already had this trust and we had people who wanted to get more help and wanted more support. But yeah. certainly from a, from a paid advertising standpoint, we really use the higher price coaching as a way to uh, quickly liquidate our advertising spend. Yeah. And what we found was that it did a decent job of that, but also it was quite a risky proposition because you could pay, you could come in for five grand or six payments of a thousand. So it was good because, you know, you could have a whole lot of leads and they don't buy, but then, you know, one person buys and all of a sudden you paid for a lot of your leads. But yeah. the negative side of that is that if people took a payment plan, you're, you're straight away going into the hole there. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you've got to balance that up of like, well, how aggressive do I want to be at the front end? You know, bearing in mind that I may not make any sales because it's, it's so it's quite a high risk proposition when you do things that way. So what we've learned, obviously, since then is like adding in different offers, doing live webinars to your list to get people into your other lower entry level programs. They're still high value now, but they're just not they don't have the same price don't have the same offer really really important and so yeah it just became this big realization which was you know businesses that tell you you can just do advertising just sell one offer the whole time and succeed uh, that's fine but you're only experiencing like a fraction of the potential uh, yeah you know, results you can a be lot of money on the table <laughs> so much money and again the other side of that is there's a lot of companies out there i see who don't have well-defined ongoing promotional campaigns in place. So, so with us, we know what we're, we're promoting to our audience every 90 days and we know it all the time. And so we, we, back, we go back from what we want to promote. We, we go uh, in two, uh, one, two and three week long uh, launch or campaign cycles. Mm -hmm. And we're just constantly doing that because people want to buy different things. We have yeah. to be promoting different things. And when you put all that together, we have this engine now that just produces a really successful business uh, but also remember the fact that uh, what I talked about earlier was having different offers, you know, building these different businesses off the back of our main business. Like our freight company has been amazing because in a year, you know, it went from nothing to seven figures in one year and, yeah. and it's going and it's going to scale even faster now. So that's, it's not just one thing Colden. you know, it's a lot of different things. Yeah. And, and that's, that's so true. And this is always like when, um, because I get asked this a lot because I've done some different radio shows and I've done other podcasts just like you have. And, and I know you're probably getting this question all the time. It's like, what's one piece of advice you could give somebody? And then, so when it goes to the struggles, like what's one struggle that really, um, that you had to overcome is like, yeah, there's, there's several of them. I can probably pick one, but there's so yeah. much that goes into it. Like it just doesn't do it justice. It doesn't do the struggles justice and where you come from. And then even like yeah. with the advice, like there's so much advice to give and there's so much advice that goes into achieving success. Like it's just difficult to do it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, and again, I can give a couple of other quick fire struggles. Like a, another struggle we would have, would have had was, 
you know, we wanted to add in a one-to-one element in our coaching programs that I don't deliver, Robert, my business partner doesn't deliver, but our, our mentors do. But even that, you know, we got to a point where we just didn't have any more capacity for people yeah. because we added in that one-to-one element. So that's a challenge. Got to find more people, hard to do. You know, even from that, then it's, it's keeping your coaches happy and motivated. And that's tricky because they're speaking to people all day. If some clients are great. Some clients are a bit more challenging. So you've got those <laughs> yep. challenges, you know. Uh, and from that, then, you know, how do you remunerate people? If So, for example, if, like, you do want the one calls, and let's face it, not everybody shows up for, your, for those calls. So mm-hmm. then... What do you want? You don't really want to be paying coaches who don't even do the coaching calls. Like that's kind of, you know, that doesn't make a lot of sense either. Yeah. And then of course, it says all these things. I mean, that's the thing. Even to this day, like every single month, every week, we're constantly creating solutions to new problems. And that's fine. Now, if, but if you don't go into, if you go into, if you go into entrepreneurship thinking, it's like this, it's anything but that you're mistaken because honestly entrepreneurship is just, and it's a good thing. It's just, there's consistent challenges and issues that come up and it's up to you just to solve those challenges on an ongoing basis. And that's all you're doing every day. Honestly. Yeah. And and that's definitely the entrepreneurial world, but it's so worth it. Oh yeah. Like, like, like we've been talking a lot about like some of the issues and everything or the struggles of being an entrepreneur and especially growing to an eight figure business. I mean, there's a lot of uh, overcoming and challenges and road bumps and adventures that you got to go through in order to get there. But yeah. So talk to us a a little bit, like how worth it has it been to do all of that? Uh, Absolutely. I mean, the, the biggest thing is this, like you feel like, and you know that, you have a future path and you're working on something that, that means something, you know, that's really, really important because, you know, even now, like if I took a massive amount of money out of my business every year, uh, I'm just going to pay tons of tax on that. Yeah. Because that's just how it is. You know, just, yeah, you can, you can create a pension fund. You can do different things that offset that. But if your only goal is to make money, you get to this weird point where you take so much money that you end up paying half of back in tax. It's demotivating, right? It's just like, What's the point of that? Doesn't that does not make any sense? What makes yeah. more sense though is to find what's the long-term plan, the long-term thing I want to achieve with this business. And then it's like seeing then that everything you're doing, all the struggles, all the investments, all the time, it's all going into building a platform that in the future is going to help you do those three things I talked about. You can sell it, you can liquidate it, or you can keep it as your money tree to yeah. keep on spinning off new businesses from. So that's what I always think about. So there's that. And then there's all, obviously there's the financial element. Like I don't have to think about what I want to buy. I don't have to worry about that. I know I've got plenty of money in my, in my bank account all the time. Uh, so that my, my wife, my son, we've got more than enough money to do whatever we want to do. We can travel whenever we want to travel. Uh, obviously what happened to a little kid, it's, it's fine, but equally it's sometimes easier to stay at home. <laughs> honestly. Yeah. Uh, you know, but, but, but yeah, you have options that you didn't have before. Now, the other thing I would say is that you want to be very clear on, on where you want to get your business to as well. Because if you're looking to get it to an eight-figure place, things will sell down the line and stuff like that, I'm sure. 
But yeah, like if you're really looking for freedom and time freedom, honestly, building an eight-figure business is probably not your best plan. Being completely <laughs> honest, it really isn't. Though, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, because uh, I'm looking to do. I'm looking to impact people and I'm looking to share a message that I want to share. And, and yeah, maybe I could do that at a different income level or whatever, but to be able to do what I, what I want to do in the future, which is just liberate as many people as I possibly can, uh, you know, with entrepreneurship that requires something different to, well, I just want to have a, a 10 grand per month lifestyle income, uh, low key travel whenever I want to travel, just chill out more so that's a different thing and that's a that's a very attainable thing can be attained very quickly i know people that do that but again the downside of that is you don't have a lot of the future stuff you're, you're trying to build and you're always kind of in the business all the time yeah uh, so so that's the thing man you know you got to decide what you want to do and be clear on what you want to do and there's nothing wrong with anything you come up with that's because that's what you want to do i think i'm sure you've seen it before i certainly see it Sometimes people feel like, well, you should want to have a huge company, the biggest company possible. Mm-hmm. Not everybody does, you know? Nope. You know? Yeah. So that's it, man. That's, that's one of those things too. Um, Cause I used to be in network marketing and I had to really teach this to my team. It's not everybody wants to make a month. Some people are completely content with going into an office, working in cubicle, nine to five, going home, going out on the weekends, and then being right back there on Monday. And to them, that is perfect. That is their life. They love it. And you've got to let them do that. There are going to be people, though, that do want the bigger businesses uh, and do have the bigger dreams, but not everybody's going to have those massive eight-figure dreams. Right, so you've got yeah. to figure out what is the lifestyle that the either individual wants, or what is for those of you that are listening, what is the type of lifestyle that you want, and then finding um, a road or a process or system that'll help you get there. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and look, entrepreneurship is great; it's definitely worth it. Uh, but you you do have to be prepared to put in the, the stuff we chatted about. But once you do that, like it's it's. Look, it is great. Me knowing that I can do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it, yeah. whether I choose to do that or not, now is another thing. But even like, uh, like it's so weird, man, because as, as I become more successful, I want to do less fancy things. <laughs> like, I mean, I, you know what I mean? Like, I, I love playing uh, FIFA or Pro Evolution Soccer on my PlayStation with my friends online. I like doing that. I like hanging out with awesome. uh, my wife and my son. Whereas when I was kind of up and coming in entrepreneurship, I wanted all these more flowery things. And the reason for it was just wasn't very happy with what I was doing. Whereas yeah. as you become really happy with what you're doing, you'll want less. Like I could go and buy designer clothes and whatever every week if I wanted to, but it wouldn't make me any happier whatsoever because I've got to a place where I know what I like. Like even a year ago, I picked up golf. I never played golf in my life, really. It was terrible. <laughs> and I just decided I'm going to get good at golf. My friend has coached me, and now I'm pretty good after a year. And it's like, awesome. that's a nice project, you know? And so you want less as you become more successful, I'm telling you. Yeah, no, that, that, that's really awesome. Uh, <laughs> so in closing, what's a, um, either a couple words or what would you like to leave the people that are listening to this podcast with? Hmm. Yeah, I would say just as a, as a real blanket message, like, and it's an interesting one because you might think it's negative, but it really isn't negative. Like your life is taken by every single day, right? Like, yeah. you know, you're not getting any younger. I'm 32 now, which is still not old, but equally 
it's not long ago I was 23 and I started out in this whole thing. So it's kind of like, number one, your life is taken away every day. But also, is it, if it's ticking towards something great and you're doing something great every day, you're making your life and your time really matter to you, which is really important. But if you're in a situation where you're not really awake, you're kind of asleep in life, and you're just allowing life to tick by every day, you're not happy, you're not where you want to be, but you're not doing the things to help get yourself out of that situation, then I just want to share with everybody, now is the time to wake up, you know, and really look for who is the person that can help me change my life, change my situation. How can I go all in as much as I possibly can and really make this change once and for all? Yeah. I think if you just made it your goal for the rest of this year, next year and beyond to every day, just start producing more and, and really becoming known as when someone says your name, they say, Hey Colton, uh, yeah, he is an unbelievable producer. That guy is an implementer. He gets things done uh, or she, I think that's the greatest goal you can possibly have because that's what my goal is. I want people to say that about me. And certainly I, people would not have said that about me nine years ago, 10 years ago, which is why I wasn't successful. And now yeah. you ask anybody about me, they're like, that guy gets stuff done. Steven gets stuff done. You know? That's awesome. That's awesome. Man, Steven, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It has been an absolute blast. Uh, for those of you that want to learn more about Steven or follow him on social media, his links are going to be below in the description box. Uh, thank y'all so much for listening in. Make sure you've hit that subscribe button. Make sure that you've uh, taken a screenshot, posted this up on your story and tagged us at TTDTLF. Make sure to stay tuned because we've got some more amazing podcasts coming up for y'all. If you haven't listened to the previous podcast, make sure to go do so. But we love each and every single one of y'all. And just like Steven says, y'all, today's the day to produce. Um, So go out there, start producing. Your businesses are worth it. You are worth it. And let's go crush today.